1: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's Erased. My name is Jimmy, and I saw Blue's Clues live.
0: My name is Dan, and
2: my favorite droid is the Gonk Droid. My name is Jeff, and in the late 90s, I sent an email to a friend pretending I was the founder of a new religion that focused on having intercourse with ghosts and ghoulies. Long story short, I almost got arrested. (laughs)
0: Please, I don't know if you can legally elaborate on that, but it, it has been about two decades. I think I could. Statue explain statute of
1: limitations is up by now.
2: All right, so me and one of my <laughs> friends uh, at the time, Gabe, he had uh, an AOL account, and I did it because my parents were like, what's the internet? We don't have to pay for that. So he comes over to my house, and we're just like doing what you do on the internet in the late 90s, probably like, I don't know, looking up GIFs of like dancing babies. Yeah. And we thought it would be a funny idea to send our friend Keith... This email that was just like, we're, we're the head of this new religion. And like, we saw like your great grandmother's ghost having sex with somebody. And we were like, ha we're 13. This is hilarious. <laughs> and like a good mother, Keith's mother read his emails first and was like, what is this? And went to the Nagata, Connecticut police department. Oh no. <laughs> so I show up at home and my dad is there. And like my parents are divorced and don't like each other. So like, I was like, oh crap, somebody's like dead or something terrible happened. So what's going on? And they're like, we have to go to the police station. So they brought me to the police station. I'm like 13 tops. (laughs) And they bring me to like this interrogation room. And there's this detective and he has a printout of the email. And he puts it down and I immediately know what it is. And he's like, did you write this? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, do you know how serious this is? I was like, no, it's just a joke. But like. My dad doesn't, you could tell he's like not really mad, but like I was talking about like ghouls having sex with each other. So my mom is like, "Ah, What are you doing? And uh, the officer was like, Well, because this was sent on AOL, it left state lines and was in Virginia and came back. So it's a federal offense. Oh my God. If the mother wants to press charges. And eventually, like, she just wanted to find out who did it. But it was mad awkward every time I saw her after that.
0: I can imagine. That's a stretch. All
1: right. Well. If you want to, uh, you can write us a review, and uh, I
2: think we actually have some. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, there's a review that I haven't read yet that you guys have, but let me read it for you. Uh, great show, five stars. What a great podcast. The hosts are engaging and funny. The viewpoints are insightful. I can't wait for more episodes. P.S. This is Dan, the host, just checking out the reviews are working, but I also stand by everything I said. Please read this on the podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you want to Leave us a review on TalkMeInto.com or tweet at us at TalkMeInto.
0: Uh, I'll read it just like I did now. Yeah, we also did get a tweet from a friend of ours on Twitter at Seth Nelson who said, Great episode, guys. So keep up the encouragement and we're going to keep reading it.
2: This is the part of the show where we tell you guys what we're talking ourselves into. Uh, it's not nothing big. It's not going to be an hour conversation, but it's just things that we've been trying to get ourselves pumped for over the last week or so. Pump it up. Pump it up. Uh, this recently, I've been uh, talking myself into flying
0: on... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not with Dan wings. Almost did a spit take.
0: I almost <laughs> just spit out a bunch of water, picturing Jeff jumping around his backyard trying to fly,
2: but on uh, on aeroplanes because uh, it's been a great fear of mine for a couple decades to oh, yeah. fly. And uh, two years ago, I was offered a, a free flight to California, and I took it, and it was. It was a long, scary journey in my life, (laughs) but I was like, I need to get, like, I'm getting married soon. I'm going to want to go on trips. For 20 years, I was turning down, like, either free trips or just, like, vacations because I didn't want to fly or I was driving, and it's just such a hassle.
1: Dan and I were like, Jeff's on a plane right now because I don't think you told us.
0: I told Dan. Jeff and I had planned on, well, tried to plan a trip to San Diego Comic-Con numerous times, but it would never work because it would take, like, a month because we were going to have to drive there (laughs) and back.
2: Yeah, and uh, then a year later, last year I went on my honeymoon and I flew, and then this year was offered to go to Florida for a few days. And Florida in February for somebody in New England—it's pretty cool, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. I drove through a, a snowstorm to land <laughs> in palm trees, so it's uh, it was a little a little less scary. Mm-hmm. I uh, for the first time I looked out the window as we were landing, and it was frightening.
1: Really? And also yeah. landing
2: landing in Hartford when you just left like sunny palm trees oh, and know, you just yeah. see like gray and white everywhere. <laughs> You're like, Ugh, yeah, This is stinky.
0: Yeah, so I actually texted Jeff the other day and I was like, where are you? And he said, I'm on the plane right now. Quite the opposite of land because he had accidentally typed on the land right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, it's awesome that you went from. I'll never fly ever, to I'm a global commuter who flies more than anyone I know. (laughs) Classic Jeff, no middle ground. Yeah,
2: I might be going to Chicago for work next month, too. Uh, So we'll see. You are a jet setter. A Jeff setter. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into? I am talking
1: myself into beating the games before I start buying more. Oh. Because there are some... Sales that are just like, you know, I could just pay for that. It's but, like 15 But that goes
2: with everything in life. That goes with books. Oh, comments. yeah. <laughs> I mean, food. Like, you have so much food at home, but let me buy more food. Just go home and eat the food that you have first.
1: So I literally com- a- I compiled a list of all the games that I had started in the past couple of years and have not beaten. The bolded ones are almost beaten. Once I beat... it. Beaded. Beaded. Once I beat the Bolden Ones, I can start playing new games again.
0: So you are currently marching to the beat of a dead game.
1: Yes, I am. So that's my life right now. My friend Colby was like, you should play Resident Evil 2. And I was like... I literally just made a list of games that I need to beat before I start playing So it's games.
0: a good thing that you're not talking us into beating games before we buy new games because if that was the case, I would still only own a copy of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> You've beaten that, haven't you? I'm pretty no, sure we beat it before. No, never. I've never beaten Super what? Mario Brothers. I've never beaten any game except for Spider-Man 2 on PS2, and I use cheat codes. <laughs> I'm Dude, very bad at video beating
2: games. Beating games? Me and my cousin were playing Sonic 2? -hmm. All day long. We were in the last level fighting Dr. Robotnik. And his dad was like, it's dinner time. And we're like, all right, let's put it on pause. Pause. And we're like eating real fast. And his dad hit the reset button. And I think it was on purpose. And we were like, what are you (laughs) doing? Why would you do this to us? That's the worst. We spent a day of our childhoods getting here.
0: (laughs) You've ruined us. Dan. Yeah. What are you talking yourself into? I'm talking myself into chilling out oh
1: max and relax and all that's cool. a good
0: one that's good
2: for mental health
0: well it's about mental health because i don't mean just relaxing, kicking back on the beach i mean mentally chilling out because if you know me you know that i'm a worrisome person <laughs> no that's it, gonna look well on you in your 80s a bit of a control <laughs> freak uh i've been driving jeff and jimmy nuts throughout the formation of this podcast over analyzing every little moment uh When are we going to put the website up? When are we going to launch the Twitter? When are we going to get the logos? And uh, Can you edit minute 42, 13 (laughs) seconds down to... It's very stressful. As much as it annoys you guys, it annoys me in my own head. Imagine living (laughs) with yourself like that. So I've decided to become proactive and take my mental health seriously. And I sought a doctor. And when I explained my symptoms to him, I mean, we're keeping things light here. (laughs) (laughs) but it goes much deeper let's just say i've lived in constant fear every little traffic violation i'm imagining for a week later that the police will be knocking on my door and uh just anything you could possibly imagine death from horrible health circumstances imagine this going through your mind 24 hours a day seven days a week uh so i saw a doctor and he put me on a low dosage of lexapro which has not done anything yet but I decided to get a little real here in this segment. This is very real. And tell you that mental health is a serious thing and everyone should take it seriously and you could still have fun with it. I'm going to have a lot more fun not constantly worrying about an earthquake opening up a rift in the earth and me falling into it and dying. Because those thoughts are going to stop happening No, soon, but like hopefully. even
2: I do, like you ever, like we've talked about this before. You're ever driving and you're like, what would happen if I just jerk my arm 90 degrees to the right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like,
2: p- I, people think that. I think yeah, that all the time. Yeah. And then I get scared. I'm like, will I really do that? Like, yeah. I won't, but it's you a real could, thing. Yeah. Then
1: yeah. we drive through snowstorms and you talk about the Slender Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man another so
0: if you're living in a constant state of anxiety, fear, and depression, get help.
1: So today we are talking about Erased, and I'm going to try talking Dan and Jeff into it. It is an anime from 2016, and despite me being the cute little anime boy, I do not watch anime. Uh, I was forced to watch it by my two friends, Nick and Colby. Um, back in my old podcast called It and Post that doesn't exist anymore on the internet. So good luck finding it.
2: They talked you into it?
1: They talked me into it. So
2: they talked you into it and you like it enough to where you're talking us into it? Have yes. you tried other anime since then? No. Are you Ooh. going to? Maybe. Hmm. Um, right, I just we'll, we'll assumed you
0: watched that. a lot of anime. No, not at all. Just
2: from the way that you look and carry yourself.
0: <laughs> he has a cat, uh, hat with Japanese symbols, which he knows the I name like Japan. of.
2: That would be cool if you had a cat with Japanese symbols. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I mean, like, those little monkeys with the symbols. That <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I never really watched anime. I mean, the closest I ever got was, like, Pokemon back when I was younger. But I, I wouldn't even really classify that. Um,
0: you got to catch them all.
1: You got to catch them all. But um, <clears throat> I was never really a fan of, like, the art style and a lot of the tropes. Like, the super expressive faces and the anime accents or emoticons, things that, like, pop up. Um, But they said that they came to me with the show saying that it was had none of those tropes and it was a super cinematic show. Hmm. Um, So I'm going to talk about what it's about
2: before you do that. Okay, people who. (laughs) wow. that was. Very happy. People who have tried to talk me into anime say the same thing. Like, oh, no, Ninja Scroll is different. This one's different, dude. Yeah, it's like, oh, Kira's like the entryway Mm -hmm. gateway into anime.
0: Everyone likes Princess Mononoke. It's special.
2: Yeah. Like, they they all say the same thing. No, it's not typical uh, anime tropes. And, like, the animation's a little different. And I'm like, eh, it's all the same. And, like, people who are into manga, manga, sorry, and anime, they... They like those things, and they take pride in the recurring themes and style, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. But like, if you have American a- animation, there's so many different styles, and it's very versatile. Whereas diverse. You, yeah, people who say Japanese anime is the same, I don't see. Like, I know that there's slight differences, but yeah, they're still yeah. like the same style. <clears throat> Back to you.
1: Okay. No, I would agree. Um, the only reason I'm doing this is because. Like I said, I didn't like anime, and I still have a lot of problems with it. But since I like this, I think that you will as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah. what it's about. Satoru Fujinuma is a struggling comic I will book not
2: remember <laughs> that.
1: I'm going to call him Sausage. Sausage. Uh, it's cool if you can just call him Satoru. Uh, yeah, I remember that. He's a struggling comic book artist who discovers he has a talent to rewind time in order to fix what needs to be fixing. Ooh. Oh. <clears throat> so in the first episode, we see him driving down in the scooter, on down on the road, and then all of a sudden, he's sent back like two minutes in the past. Oh. And then... uh, Where was I? So he's Hiro Nakamura. Kind of. But he can't control it. Oh. So it's basically like this outside force that's like taking him back. So he has to go back and then he discovers like this uh, truck driver had had a heart attack and died. It was going to crash into like a car or something. No. Um, So. uh,
0: So he's along for the ride, but he's got to right or wrong in order to get back to his timeline.
1: Yes, basically. Um, And he calls it a revival in the show. And then the basis of the show is that he sent back all the way back to his childhood in 1988 to solve a murder mystery uh, of a serial killer that plagued his town when he was 11 years old. And he is a 29-year-old with an 11-year-old body, basically.
0: Oh, it's like Quantum Leap. So his consciousness travels back, but not his physical form? Yes. Hmm. Interesting take.
1: Mm -hmm. So this is why I like it. Um, It's intended for adults. It has a lot of sensitive subject matter in here. Uh, The art is gorgeous. Um, Hmm. I don't like anime, but this made me like anime. Just the art style in general. Um, very cinematic. It has really cool camera angles, great directions, and there's a lot of like cool continuity like Easter eggs in there. Um <clears throat> the writing is really well done, and I really like some of the characters. Uh Kaya, who's an eleven year old girl who gets murdered, um satoru is sent back there to save her, basically. And um I just really like her as a character, and um satoru himself has a really nice character arc throughout the series.
0: And that's why I like it. Hmm. Is this made by any of the large companies or anything that we're familiar with?
1: Uh probably not. A one Studios developed it. Um they do some really big shows. I know they do Stardust Online, which is a big show with my friend Colby and Nick. Um, but I'm I'm not too familiar with other things they have done. But I know they're pretty big in Japan.
0: Hmm. I'm interested in this. I've tried anime before Mm -hmm. uh i'm not as violently opposed to it as jeff i just haven't gotten anything that captured my attention i think
1: this may i think you'll really like the cinematic elements i'm a big
0: time travel so i
1: gotta tell you
2: queer eye i thought i was gonna hate yeah and i was talked into Mm -hmm. uh this one i think is more of an uphill battle gonna (laughs) go into it totally open Mm -hmm. and see what happens because I, I want to be talked into it. There's a lot of yeses on this show so far. That's true. Eight That's episodes true. in, there's, there's a lot of yeses. Not many no's. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I want to like it. It's going to be a struggle for me. But we'll No, see. I
1: agree. I, I actually rewatched the first three episodes last night. And um, the first episode, I wasn't blown away by. But the second episode, I felt I was like, oh, this is why I really like it. And this.
2: how many episodes is it? What are we going to be watching?
1: This is 12 episodes. Uh, this is the first full series that we're going to be
2: watching on the show.
0: Okay, so even if we
2: don't like it, we never have to watch it ever again. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's so,
0: a- so after doing a quick Wikipedia on Erased, mm-hmm. are you aware that a live-action film was yes. released?
1: I have not seen it. I don't know if it's been good or not. Um, I know they, they've had a couple attempts at live-action with this, I believe.
0: There was also a live-action drama series released on Netflix. Yeah,
1: so I am currently reading the manga that is based off of and i am enjoying it but i think out of all of them so from what i've heard the anime is the best Hmm. so really cool like concepts of color um aspect ratios change which is interesting oh
2: i like that that's cool
1: um i'm trying to think what else there is um like i said really cool continuity things especially towards the end of the series and uh yeah, really good camera angles and stuff too. I, I was noticing that last night, like really cool like match cuts and stuff like that. So, hmm. yeah, I'm interested and in see what you guys think of it.
0: Let's do it. So, Let's take a break.
1: First twelve episodes on Hulu. I mean, there are only twelve episodes. Oh, also, I am recommending the subtitled version and not the dub. Um, personally, right. I, I, I'm a
2: subtitle guy.
1: I, I like the subtitles. Um. <clears throat>
2: Because with the dub you have a lot of the American overacting and you're yeah. trying to match like...
1: I watched a little bit to see how it was and I just wasn't a fan of it. So, And then I watched the Japanese version. I was like, oh yeah, this is a lot better.
0: Yeah, subtitles are cool with me.
1: So uh, 12 episodes there on Hulu and I believe Crunchyroll as well if you subscribe to that. And uh, so yeah, when we come back we'll see if I talked Dan and Jeff
2: into Erased. Only cute little anime boys even know what Crunchyroll is.
0: Yatta. <laughs>
1: Welcome back I made Dan and Jeff Watch an anime Yes you did One full anime please I am very concerned Interested And excited to hear what you guys thought
2: Well let's break this down before we even get into it What Jimmy's wearing right now (laughs) He is the ultimate cute little anime boy. Yep. He's got an uh, anime-style Game Grumps hat on. Yes. He's got an
0: anime-style T-shirt he on. He knows the term for it. What is it, Jimmy? It's not called anime-style. It's anime style. It's uh,
1: Katakana, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Do Kata, I got to cut that out? Katakana. <laughs> I don't know what that is.
2: No. You should Google it on a work computer <laughs> no. if you're listening at work. Um, no, and don't. Uh, We're told that you're wearing anime socks.
1: Yes, I am wearing... Um, You know, from The Simpsons, where they find out Homer looks like a uh, Japanese like Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Cleaning product. Yeah, so I'm wearing uh, Mr. Sparkle's socks.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice, he says on the microphone this time. (laughs) Those are adorbs. Thank you. So so Jimmy is uh, totally with anime, so this is why it might be concerning (laughs) to him to have this discussion, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. So um, are we going to go episode by episode, or...
0: Actually, we're going to do things a little different this week. Uh Uh-oh. You're going to ask us now if you talked us into Erased, because this episode can't continue without finding out first.
1: Okay.
2: Just roll with it. Talk me into first.
1: Dan and Jeff, did I talk you into Erased? No. Oh. Hard no.
0: We had to do it different this week, because- Jeff doesn't know if he can continue the episode pretending to like anything about Erased. Correct. Wow. So this is I, concerning. I
2: do have plenty of notes. I yeah. watched the whole
0: thing. We can go episode by episode. There's,
2: there's some some good parts or maybe some- b- Less bad less parts. Less bad parts, but I couldn't make it the whole 40 minutes
0: that we're going to talk without it just being obvious.
1: Okay.
2: And I think Dan feels the same
0: well, way. Well, I don't think I'm as hard against it as Jeff, but- Well, it's let, let's see. definitely a No.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a no for me. Sorry, Jim. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to crush your spirit Wasn't so. Wasn't feeling early. a
0: dog. <laughs> all right. All right. But let's get into it. So, episode 1, flashing before my eyes. Jeff, what'd you think about this?
2: Um, my initial impressions. Uh, first episode I took a lot of notes because it's the beginning of the anime thing, so. Yep. Um I I just I I hate their faces. I hate the anime style. That's to no fault of erased. It's just that mm-hmm. I've always not liked the anime aesthetic that people who are into anime and anime creators and manga creators take pride in. They, mm-hmm. I saw a documentary on it once. I should have done some research, but it was about the origin of this style that has been fully embraced by everything. And I just, I can't get past that. Absolutely hate that. I did think that um, the main character's voice, because I watched, I watched the dub version. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I,
0: I did as well. I think we talked about this because... I'm not against subtitles. I watch subtitle film all the time, but what yeah. I realized was it became really difficult to take notes, right, with mm-hmm. subtitles on. Yeah. I, or I didn't want to like have to pause it and then go back.
2: So I did watch the dub, and I thought that I've seen dub animes before, or just other foreign films dubbed, and I think that the guy did a good job. He he wasn't over the top right. Yeah, anything, he was okay. He, he was really good, but the 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 girl in the first episode mm-hmm. was very Irie. grating and very just like. Yeah, she's,
1: she's my least favorite character of the right. show. I agree. I would agree with that.
0: Um, Yeah, I have to say, like, I don't hate that aesthetic. Like, I can live with it. It's not my favorite, but um, I will agree with Jeff that it doesn't push the paradigm. It definitely is of that genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen more than we have, Jimmy. Do you think that it's pretty fitting, or do you think they are doing things out of the ordinary for that artistic style?
1: Um. For the first episode, um, other than the end where it switches over to uh, anamorphic widescreen, uh, that was like the biggest like thing for me, um, just because I've never seen like I don't really watch anime as I s- talked about in the first episode, but I've never really yeah. seen anything do stuff like that and change aspect ratios. Mm. Um, so that was
0: innovative t- for you. Yeah,
1: at least that. Yeah. Um, the first episode in the rewatch, I must say, I didn't like it as much. I, I didn't like it the first time I watched it either because um, it just felt like a silly little anime. Yeah. But I think as the series went on, I got more into it because of the more cinematic elements.
2: Well, aside from the character designs, and we'll get into it in a later episode, I do, I did enjoy some of the
0: animated aspects and the, the painted backgrounds.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I mean, one thing I'll say as far as the artistic style is I didn't have as big of a problem with character design and things like that as Jeff did. But one thing that's common for this this form, which I always have an issue with, are what I call like dead frames. Like Mm -hmm. you're hearing dialogue, but there's so much not happening on screen. And just the mouth will move, but the eyes are blank.
1: That's my thing that I it took me a long time to get over with anime. Um, on my original Erased episode, I was talking about how I was wasn't into the anime the anime as a medium yeah um so I agree with that there's a lot there's no like there's not a whole lot of like dynamic animation but I think in parts where there are really like smooth animation it's done really well
0: I thought some of the action sequences were cool like yeah there, there's a little scene in the first episode where he's uh i think he's riding on like a moped yeah and there's like sort of a car chase thing happening yeah yeah that stuff was done well mm-hmm and I didn't, I didn't dislike it enough. I still had an open mind, and I was like, okay, you know, it's n- it's not my favorite, but I can get into this if it's like a really cool story. It's really well done. Yeah, that's
2: where I was at episode one too. Yeah. Um. So the the story, as Jimmy explained previously in the opening of this episode, I think, um, is that uh, Fujinuma experiences what he calls revivals. Yeah. Where he'll get a flash know that he's going back in time one to five minutes. Mm-hmm. And usually when that happens, something bad happens. So when he flashes back, he's looking around to see anything that might be bad that he can prevent. Mm-hmm. And in this case, uh, a guy driving a truck had a heart attack and it was going out of control and he tried to stop it. Uh, and that happens uh, throughout his life, I, I don't know how long it's been happening.
1: Uh, probably not that long, because in the beginning, he was like it happened again. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of seems new. like it's pretty new.
0: So I, I think it's a really cool concept. I actually yeah. like the way they handled that too. They didn't give a ton of backstory. They just threw you in like in the deep end with this concept of revival and yeah, right. And and I mean,
2: I don't think so. I, I paid attention through pretty much this whole series i don't think mm-hmm. they ever explained how or why no, no. It, it's which, just, it's which just is a fine. tool yeah which is fine with me i i don't think that you need to do it's kind of like uh that show russian doll that's out now i don't know if you guys saw it but i've heard of it yeah so uh, they keep dying over and over again it's like a groundhogs episode thing and mm-hmm. they don't ever
0: really explain why it's yeah it's just it's cool yeah okay
1: uh, i thought that would be your concern is that they don't explain it
0: no i, I didn't mind that as okay much. all right do you want to get into the second episode No, I still have some stuff for the first episode because I took the most notes. Okay. Um,
2: Another thing on character design is his mom has -hmm. some DSLs. They are the weirdest (laughs) drawn lips. Very large lips. Yeah. And then when. It's
1: that way in the manga, too.
2: Yeah. And I mean, when they flash back, we'll get to that, too. She's a little younger and they're like filled in a little more. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's like shows age, but it was just so weird and off putting and creepy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't get that. It must be an anime thing. Um, I, I'm not completely sure about that, but yeah, I, I noticed that too. The yeah, I don't, I, I don't
0: it. know if those were entirely her lips or if they were just sort of like uh, I don't know, like creases like around her lip. I don't she, know. They
2: were they were pretty thick with two C's there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then she gets killed, and then yeah. he gets framed for murder, all in like the last five minutes of the episode. Yeah,
0: it was a it was an interesting cliffhanger. Um, overall, I thought the series sort of relied too heavily on cliffhangers. At the end of episodes? Yeah. But that's I like this a, first a lot of one. Series. It's a murder mystery.
2: Yeah, and I mean, comics
0: do that too, and it's based mm-hmm. off of a yeah, manga. I, we'll get into it later, but there was a few cliffhangers that didn't end up. They were just fake-outs, mm-hmm. and they didn't weren't even really about anything necessary, just to basically keep you hooked to the next episode. Yeah,
1: I'd agree with that. So then
2: episode two flashes but well at the end of episode one yeah he he goes back to 1988 yeah back to when he was a kid so at this point it was 18 years because this place takes place in 2006 yes Um, and then he's having dinner with his mom who he just saw die And, Mm -hmm. and like his consciousness is in his younger self yeah so he's thinking as an adult but he's in the body of a
0: 10 year old yeah yeah so um, this was a cool concept but I don't know if it was executed as well as it could have been um there were some cool little tricks that they did with the narration um Mm -hmm. uh with sort of his inner monologue coming out and overlapping with himself as a young child like yeah when
1: he's saying uh i said that out loud yeah basically
0: but i i thought that happened a little bit too much it it eventually becomes like a trope exactly like we're just leaning on this and um at some point, you start to wonder if he doesn't want this to happen, does he really not have any self-control and he just keeps speaking out loud over and over again?
1: I, I think it just has to do with he's his transformation into a kid and he doesn't really have, like, uh, I mean, obviously he has the conscience of a kid or he has a conscience of an adult. But I think he's kind of like acting too much like a kid that things just kind of blurt out. I agree. It
0: seems like he's sort of slipping into that. like Yeah. Uh, there's a very strange romance brewing. Oh, yeah. Between Satoru, I believe, is the thing. Are we going to go
2: episode by episode or just
0: kind of in order?
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably just in order. I don't have a track
2: breakdown. All right. I don't so have any notes, so when, when he flashes back to 1988, it's because he finds out that there's some kidnappings going on yes. with his classmates. So that's the revival is bringing him there so we can figure that out. So the rest of the series, for the most part, becomes how to prevent the kidnapping of his classmate Mm -hmm. who is this girl and she has no friends and she's the victim of domestic child abuse. Yeah. So he befriends her. And like Dan said, there's a strange romance going on because he is a 28, 29 year old but in a child's body and they bring that up like when she goes to like hold his hand or like kiss him he's
0: like oh weird don't do this i'm an adult but he also seemed kind of interested at other points exactly he mm-hmm. he did seem interested which <laughs> i was not ones. feeling no it's it's very
2: strange and it's kind of like an anime trope and i mean uh jumping forward a little since we're on the topic when he's an adult the uh the girl Katagiri i i wrote i wrote it down Yeah. uh Katagiri so he's in his late 20s. They make it a point to say she's 17 years old. Yeah. And they have some weird stuff with like him and their boss. And he, the boss is creepy and like trying to hit on her, but he's being really weird about yeah. it. Yeah. They could have easily. i concerned with that. They could have easily made her 18 or 19. And the story wouldn't have changed. And they didn't have to have that. And it's just a. Re- I think it's a
0: recurring theme in anime mm-hmm. for. I don't know enough I, about I, the genre to speak to that, but I, I don't know. Any I found examples, it uncomfortable, but it,
2: it is uncomfortable. And there's something even later we'll get to that. Yeah. I was even more uncomfortable yeah.
0: with. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was very, very strange. Um, but as I will throw something good in here, uh, in episode three, when they're like becoming friends and mm-hmm. they run to like this Christmas tree. Yeah. The production of the show I thought was great. It was mm-hmm. very cinematic. Yeah. And, I think the soundtrack, it was more orchestral and not Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, just corny background music. I did like the last couple minutes of that. It it looked
0: and sounded very good. Yeah. So so if we're going to talk about the soundtrack a little bit. Can I just say that the theme song does not fit the series at all? Oh,
2: no. I I even wrote down for episode two hate the theme song. It's so
0: upbeat. I don't know what Mm. words they're saying, but it's like... It's like a pop-punk song.
1: I think that's an anime thing. I actually liked it more as the series went on. At first, it was a little off-putting. I thought it kind of fit the series, but
0: I mean... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's a there's a theme song at the end that rolls over all the credits mm-hmm. that I thought was fitting. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like a more like sorrowful like yeah. p- piano ballad.
1: That's a, the the actual theme song I believe is just an actual pop song that they got for the show. That's
0: what it seemed like K-pop or something. I'm
1: I'm, like a, that. I'm assuming I guess that J-pop. it's
0: K-pop's pretty cool. Though. The it's I'm assuming the
1: lyrics probably have something to do with the show. Yeah, um, but uh, or not nothing sure.
2: at
0: all. It was just always it was just always jarring to me when that kicked in because it would be like usually the previous episode had ended with some dramatic violent cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Then the next episode starts and shows like that, like something happening, like a guy accused of murdering his mother. And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, That doesn't
1: bother me. I guess it's just a preference thing.
2: So by the end of episode four, he has
0: successfully befriended this, this girl. I want to backtrack for one second. Episode three introduces, um, Sakura's friend, Satoru's friend, Yuki. Who Mm -hmm. was accused of being the killer, but Satoru does not believe that's true. Um, He may not be the killer, but he's a total creep.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's the older dude that's just hanging out with. uh, Satoru
0: states clearly that he's 23 years old and he's hanging out with a group of 10 year olds. And when Satoru references Kaio, who's another 10 year old girl, Yuki knows her. Like,. Mm -hmm. What kind of 23-year-old is that into the culture and friendship of a group of 10-year-olds?
2: Yeah, Jim, what kind of 23-year-olds? <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. I, it might be a cultural difference thing.
2: I don't think so, Jim. I, I don't know. No, no don't adult know. is going to hang out with 10-year-olds like that aren't like their cousins well, or I nephews think, or something.
0: And I think that that's sort of implied in the series, too. The guy mm-hmm. is kind of looked at as an outcast, and he's an easy yeah. scapegoat for yeah. the murderer because- he hangs out with little kids.
1: I think that's why he's written that way. Creep.
0: <laughs> All right, so, Jeff, continue.
2: Well, no, I was just saying, by the end of episode four, they uh, he's successfully become friends with this girl that's going to go missing. Kayo. I don't remember any of the names. I wrote them down, but yeah. I don't remember them. Um, and then she goes missing anyway. Mm-hmm. And then his revive or does the revival end? Or he has another revival where he just – he goes back to where he was – with his dead mom. Right. Yeah, I
1: okay. guess he, he goes back.
2: What
0: I took it to mean is- uh,
2: The revive. he failed so Exactly, so it. he mm-hmm. went back to his current time. So, um, so then, like, so his mom just died, right? And, and it's been however long he found out, like, what day X was, and he, like, planned out two weeks or something mm-hmm. where this thing was going to happen. And then he gets transported back. So for him, it's been two weeks, but, like, it's only been minutes since he found his mom. Yeah. And then he's, like, he's more concerned about being framed than, like, his- dead mom's bloody body just laying there and he like runs rather than just like stay around and be like oh police what happened help me right like you could act naturally like it is
0: you didn't know it was gonna happen and your mom's body's right there I thought
1: the same thing too when I first watched it
0: I will say one thing to defend the character is that if you were in his situation and you believed that you had the ability to change the present like he thinks that he's gonna be able to go back and change all this Mm mm-hmm So the death of his mother probably doesn't have as much state. But he has no control
2: over it. And he doesn't know when he, where
0: he's going to jump. Well, that becomes a little gray throughout the series. Yeah. Yeah. I think he fully felt like he could fix this. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some stuff like uh, a little bit before he goes back at that. When he's still back in, in the childhood days, that was a little problematic for me. Um, starting to see some writing issues that I don't know if it's writing or if it's translation or cultural issues, but Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Being incredibly excited to go to the science center was a little weird. Uh, I wrote down a quote. Dude, museums are cool. They have dinosaurs there. Okay, yeah, but this I just went
2: to one recently in New York. It was
0: great. We all had a blast making those sandwiches together. Oh, yeah, that was was weird. I think he's just enjoying
1: being a kid again.
0: I don't know. So the end of... uh... It just seemed like, sorry, but it seemed like, um, and it gets into this again, he ends up, spoiler alert, he ends up going back again through another revival, Mm -hmm. and each time, I thought that was a cool idea, but then it got so mired down in the details that it didn't even feel like a murder mystery show anymore. It's like, Mm. I don't really care about planning Kaio's birthday party. Like, do we have to see a whole episode about an ice skating race it wasn't a whole episode it was a lot it was so mired down in the it's like five minutes (laughs) okay that one but then there's a million other things about I don't know things at school and oh was there uh, was the revival changing things because he was at the science center at a different time with a different person and Mm -hmm. the lost gloves and this show well I'll get to it later but It felt really mired down in those revivals, like way too much detail. So I right now I'll say I watched episode one and then my
2: wife came home and she was like, oh, no, you're watching anime. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it's for it's for talk me into. And she's like, "Okay," so she started watching episode two with me just because she was there. Yeah. And then she wanted to watch every episode with me Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: it was so funny to her and so bad. So, (laughs) like, we got we got to this part at the end of episode five. Where um, he's he's back from his failed revival. Mm-hmm. He's in the present, and uh, the seventeen-year-old girl that everybody's lusting after, like, opens up to him and yeah. is, tells a story about her father. Dan's uh, hanky time is <laughs> is in the middle of my sentence. Sorry. And <laughs> so she told this the story, and the story is that her dad was accused of stealing a candy bar. And Mm -hmm. then, because of that, he quit his job, divorced his wife, and and left her. And me and my wife just laughed and laughed and laughed. I wrote the
0: same thing. It
2: is so absurdly just terrible, right? Just if you're going to tell the story, make it half an episode and like go in depth
0: or just change, <laughs> just change the thing. Like yeah. he got caught mm-hmm. having an affair or he, <laughs> he was stole accused a of something. Candy bar. I yeah. wrote Irie's entire family and life was completely ruined over a suspected stolen candy bar.
1: Yeah. I don't even remember that from the first time I watched <laughs> it. So when I saw
0: that, and I was honestly, like, oh, that's weird, it didn't even need to be in there. Like she's a peripheral character.
2: Yeah. And then, and then like right after that, my wife had to get up to like take the dog
0: out or something, and she's like, pause it. I have to see this train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, some weird writing things, too, again. Um, Irie refers to everyone, literally everyone, as either boss or kiddo. Thanks, boss. Did Uh-oh. you write that check, boss? Oh, thanks, kiddo. You think that's a loss in awesome translation, translation thing? thing? I don't know. It's bad. No, because
2: there were some... There were some um, like American colloquialisms in there that they probably they, just they
0: changed a few things. Yeah, I, I
1: recognize because I watched the dub as well for this rewatch and I noticed there were a lot of differences not a lot of differences, but there was a few things I noticed were glaringly different from the um uh from the sub. I also thought
0: manga. I also thought this like Jeff kinda referenced this, but um they to me they implied that the revival only ends when he completes it correctly. And if he doesn't complete it correctly, he's immediately launched right back into the start of the revival. Because mm-hmm. that's what we see earlier in the series. Yeah. But this time that didn't happen. So it's kind of breaking its own rules.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. Because
0: I forget which one. I think it's the one um, when he's with his mother mm-hmm. and the balloons and all that. That repeats like two times until he can find out what's wrong.
1: Just once in the anime. They do it like three times in the manga. I, re- I recognize that from a
0: But it repeats change. once, right? And then he finds yeah. it on the second time? Yeah. So theoretically, if he got to the point where Kaio was kidnapped, he should have launched right back to standing in front of the school like he did when he first went back in time.
1: Yeah, but he's already in revival, I would say. Yeah which is I think that's where it gets gray. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're saying that because the other one was only a matter of a couple minutes, he, yeah. he did come back, but we didn't notice it because it was in, like, real time? I I don't know. Th- that's arguable. I'll give you that. Yeah, I don't know. This
2: is where I stopped taking, like, heavy notes because like yeah. I couldn't fully focus on it because I, I did not like anything that was going on. Even the, the cool concept to me was kind of just muddled down by all these uh, anime tropes I couldn't really get into. But, it's so
1: funny because this is so not anime tropey compared to other anime. Stylistically.
0: Stylistically, I mean is, I'd give yes. you that. I started and, to notice the red eyes on all bad characters yeah, thing. Well
1: there's a lot of color symbolism in this show.
2: And it did get anime trope at the end when you find out who the villain is, which we'll get to. Yeah. But at this point, his he 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 has a revival back to this childhood again. And this is where he comes up with a plan to kidnap the girl first, so that mm-hmm. she can't
0: get kidnapped by the real kidnapper. Yeah. And you're forgetting that in order to go on the revival, he somehow wills himself to do it. Oh, I forgot that by screaming, "Go back!" Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like a uh, con. Yeah, thing. Oh, sorry, Jimmy. It's, it's a little tropey. We're hurting Jimmy here.
1: A oh, really bad, really, really bad.
2: So the the one thing I did want to get to that I briefly mentioned before is somewhere (laughs) in episode eight or nine I don't remember what it is. So he kidnaps her. I mean, she knows she kind of knows
0: what's going on. You're skipping too far forward. I have things to say. Okay,
2: I'm sorry if
0: you do. Just I don't have anything written, so I'm just kind of. I'm gonna take the lead then. Take the lead. You chime in. Okay. So episode seven, out of control, is when he launches himself into a new revival, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess. The biggest problem, this is sort of where I lost touch with the series because I was holding on to this point, but Satoru says, this is my last revival. How does he know that? So far, he's not been able to control it, but this time he actually did. He like forced himself into a revival. Mm -hmm. If anything, what I know from genre television, science fiction, comic books, this isn't the last revival. This should be like an origin, like, now he's a time traveler. Like, mm. to me, if you are able to do that, why wouldn't you think that you are going to be able to do it again?
1: Yeah, but I think it's just a, I have to do this kind of moment. It is a little tropey. I would give you that. It's supposed to be, like, the the upper part of, like, going towards a climax of the series. I agree it's with a rising that. rising action.
0: I agree with that because there's other things that coincide with that, like the overdramatic screaming picks up. Yeah. There's a lot of that and uh, just like some things that earlier on in the series, to me, the first few episodes felt like they could have been live action and were just anime, which I was cool with. Mm-hmm. But now it starts to really feel cartoony. Like there's a moment where Satoru is completely ready to push Kaio's mom down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I forget who's with him. Uh, Kenya. Yeah. He mm-hmm. stops him. And I'm like, really? Like that doesn't seem realistic to the character
1: to Satoru yeah yeah that he would want to do that yeah, yeah I'd agree I think it's just to overshow how much he needs this to happen how much he needs to keep Kaio safe yeah and he did he gets overshadowed by what he needs to do basically
0: yeah so then episode eight and we'll get to what Jeff wanted to say but uh again I just felt like every time we were in these revivals it was mired way too long in the revival like um I was incredibly bored of Kaio and her storyline at this point. Like I get So
1: the entirety of the show, because the entirety of the show is in a revival.
0: Yeah, but I like the concept, but it went on for too long. Right. I think the entire show could have been six episodes. I
1: said that originally and I could see where you're coming from. I stand by that. Um I don't know. Just maybe just because I like the characters and I like the symbolism that comes through the series. Like, Um, honestly,
0: Satoru didn't really start hunting the killer mm -hmm. until, like, episode 9. He had no leads. His only plan was to to save Mm Kaio, which to me is a dumb plan because if the guy's a serial kidnapper and killer, if he doesn't get Kaio, he'll get someone else.
1: Yeah, but he's also a kid that could get kidnapped.
0: Yeah, so he gets Kaio and puts her in the bus, which is kind of a good plan. Mm -hmm. But then he doesn't even start going after the killer until, like, why didn't he start that right away?
1: As soon as he saves Kayo, basically. I mean, she could get kidnapped, too. I mean, he it could lead her. It
0: took eight episodes, though. Yeah. All right, Jeff, what did you have to say about episode eight? The
2: only thing I wrote down, because it bothered me so much, and it hits on themes that we just talked
0: about, is... Satoru's mom bathing with Kayo. Exactly. Uh-huh. So... Mm hated it so,
2: okay so there's a few things
1: first I wasn't all, in the manga i was weird i first, was weirded out by it too
2: i'm not a parent so i don't really know i know some people like take showers with their kids when they're young and like mm-hmm. i think that's weird but i'm not a parent i don't know like at what point does that become weird but right here in the context of this this story this show mm-hmm. there's a 10 year old girl who they, they're taking care of Cause they haven't, she comes from an abusive household. Yeah. She's going to get kidnapped. And first of all, they could shower and bathe on their own at 10. Mm-hmm. So the mother, if she offers to, yeah. So the mother is taking a bath and not only just helping this 10 year old, but bathing her. And then it takes it one step further in the anime, which I've talked about, like the, the characters themselves I don't think they're very detailed I think they're very in one style they make it a point to show her breast press up against the yeah, side of the yeah. tub with great detail I don't it, th- that it was a need focus of the scene and it was the just, mom the mom it was this unneeded mm-hmm. sapphic child love scene yeah and it, it was disturbing and it's, it's fan. I, I don't want to say it's fan service, f- but it is aimed towards a certain group of people yeah. who get off on like that Lolita chibi, mm-hmm. whatever it's called yeah. style of anime. I
0: literally wrote down, I am done with this series at this point. I'm sick that, of them sexualizing a child.
2: That was, that was the part for me where it was a hard no. At first I was like, I don't like this. I'm being open. It's a cool concept. But just that one little scene that was supposed to be, that, like, I don't know if they wanted to pretend like it was this loving thing. Like, oh, look, she's motherly and nurturing.
0: Maybe it is culturally a little different, but I can't imagine that you would let your children bathe with a stranger. And you said they were taking care of her, which to an extent they were. But let's remember, that was her first night with them.
2: Yeah. No, mm. that's what I'm saying. Like She had there, met there's no Satoru's excuse. mom
0: like once before. She came over and yeah. had dinner with them.
2: There's absolutely no excuse for anything that happened in that scene to have happened or have been created drawn in great detail dude if you go back to that scene her boob pushes against the side of the tub yeah, and it, yeah. it's a cartoon and they made it look like it had texture they can't even draw lips on this woman and they're drawing side boob
1: yeah no i i'd agree I, that whole scene was a little off-putting for me and too. I knew like, you guys would hate it it
0: seemed like Kayo wasn't into it either because she was like sitting on the floor and then yeah. Satoru's mom was like, come on, let me wash your hair. I was, oh, major creep factor. It was very cringy. That's when I stopped taking notes, Jeff. Yeah, me too. I mean, I have literally, this is episode eight. There's four more or three more episodes. I wrote like two lines. Same. So I just pretty much, Um, I had, uh, one thing I forgot to mention is that I had figured out the killer back in episode eight, I think, seven I, or I eight. I mean, I think my wife called it the first time they showed him on screen. Yeah. For so- for some reason I was getting weird killer vibes from his friend Kenya. Mm. And it wasn't until um Kaya was in the bus and they saw basically like an adult man kicking in the door yeah. that I was like oh it's not going to be him. Mm-hmm. But
2: the way that the characters are portrayed, they don't really like I don't know if they don't try to hide it but literally anybody can be the kidnapper and killer because they're all creepy and weird. Mm. Every single character is just strange. Oh yeah. And just the way that the way that I mean, are we going to say who the kidnapper was at yeah. this point? It was one of the, the teachers. It was teacher. Yeah. And yeah. the way that the teacher talks to who he assumes is a 10-year-old, he doesn't know there's a 26-year-old in there, mm-hmm. just like,
0: it's really weird. It's just written poorly, and I don't know. I will say one thing that was a little redeeming about it was, um, I guess it was in episode 11, Um, When you hear the teacher's side of things, basically, they Mm -hmm. fill in, like, the background of, like, what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, And I actually thought the narration and the flashback sequences with the hamster and the thing about the spider's thread Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. And he's, like, so deranged that when he sees kids, he sees, like, the spider's thread going up to the sky. That was. I'll I'll give you that. So,
1: talking about episode 11, what did you – did you guys – I'm assuming you guys watch the intro sequence every time, right? Yeah. You yeah. didn't skip through it? Of course. What do you guys think of the uh, intro sequence to episode 11 where uh, Satraju is not part of it?
0: I don't remember. Oh,
1: so you guys didn't even notice that.
2: Oh, no, I didn't.
1: So in, in the episode 11. Oh, do
2: you mean the theme song? Yeah, yeah. I started skipping that because I couldn't handle it.
1: Oh, okay. So in episode 11, they had the entire uh, sequence but satchiru wasn't part of it because he was no longer part of their lives oh,
0: the town without me
1: the town without me yeah i got and it. Um, i did
0: notice that i forgot
1: they also had the um the spider webs um irie um his mom and kayo had the spider webs i had
0: on top oh of their i heads didn't too. catch that but that's kind of cool yeah i would like to see that theme played out in a better story <laughs> Okay. Like a serial killer thing. Who's... The, the spider's web. Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a classic Japanese story, I Is believe. It? Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, of uh, the guy descending on, trying yeah, to climb yeah. out of hell yeah. on a spider's web. That was cool. Yeah. And it seemed like a cool motivation for a crazy killer.
1: Yeah, so I did a little bit of research off of this show. Not, not so much research, but I watched a lot of analyses on the show. And, um, especially just the the entire intro sequence too is very interesting if you look deep down into it i mean you guys won't but that's fine um so uh everything is very symbolic and um especially with colors there's a lot of colors with uh especially red and blue and basically this one dude made a video called red means dead and erased and there's a lot of color play in the show uh, i mean obviously you notice the red eyes yeah
0: i caught a couple of those things I yeah didn't, i didn't notice as much blue stuff but.
1: yeah red basically means danger in the show um red inside means like it's supposed to be like a heartwarming type of thing and then when you're outside in the environment um it basically means like danger and there's a lot of like you see some stoplights; they're turning red that means like the killer's after them or stuff like that or when they're driving through the tunnel, and then all of a sudden, Satchitu notices that the sensei has um, is basically the killer, and then basically everything turns red. They go into a tunnel, and then it's, oh, yeah, I noticed it's that. really yeah. overshadowed with red. Um, That's so, cool. Yeah, and they don't really mask the idea that this, the teacher is the killer. Um, I called it from episode two. I was like, oh, this guy's the killer. Yeah. Um. So... He basically like walks from the shadows. Um, like when his first shot in the entire show, he's literally shrouded in the shadows, and he walks into the light.
0: Oh yeah, in the classroom. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, and they do a lot of lot of stuff like that. He looks sinister in a couple moments where he shouldn't really. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I think that stuff is all very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I find that interesting. Well directed. I
0: just and... wish it was in a better TV series. <laughs>
1: Ouch! Um, I, I'm surprised because I thought you guys would like the characters. I I do. You don't like Kyo?
2: You're not interested in Kyo's. Int- nope. eh. Eh. No. Yeah. I do like how at the end of episode 11, um, as a 10 year old, mm-hmm. he gets locked into a car and pushed into a lake, and then you think I thought like he would either revival or like exactly, or he would the the guy would pull him out like the to find the, out the what spider he said. web was the link of. Like mm-hmm. that's, that was the thing that put him together. But then he ended up being in a coma mm-hmm. for 15 years. And I thought that was cool because he, he aged to almost the age he mm-hmm. was to 26 instead of 29 mm-hmm. when he went into the revival. And like his mom was still alive yep. at that point. Um, The girl that was kidnapped ended up not being kidnapped, having a kid of her own. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a very cool concept for,
0: the, the time travel mm-hmm. mechanics that they were playing with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's get to the ending, though, the big climax. Okay. Um, I felt that, like a lot of things in the series, it was way too drawn out. There was way too much talking on a rooftop.
1: Right. Mm. I don't know. Just... They tried to cut that off with... um uh flashbacks and stuff though
0: when uh when he fell off the roof
2: mm-hmm. in the wheelchair i was like oh he sacrificed himself that's cool because <laughs> like this teacher's not getting what he wants and it was kind mm-hmm. of like a batman joker yeah thing going on there yeah because like the the teacher needed that in his life mm-hmm. and and then when they showed him like on the the firefighter balloon thing with everybody there and he like winked at him i just laughed it was supposed <laughs> to be this moment like ha ha the good guy won and i was like ah that is done poorly yeah, all I could think of is. Well, the
1: wink was a callback to the, right. the teacher winking at him. To, yeah, no,
0: I, I got it. I was I like, just, where does friends get that giant inflatable thing? Yeah. We're being overly critical, but that's what happens when you have a bad taste in your mouth when you're watching something. Right. Yeah. You start to notice all the things. I mean, we can things. nitpick, but,
2: like, just overall, it. it Solidified everything I've never liked about anime.
0: Uh oh. And
2: no, I mean I've I've tried throughout the years, not recently, but I have friends who are into it. I have family mm-hmm. who are into it, and they are like, watch Ninja Scroll or watch Akira. You yeah, like that, that. All it's like shitty a game to me with... too. Yeah, but I, or or watch this, and you know, there's there's some uh, when you hear. If you have a friend like explain to you, oh, here's this story. It's about a guy who travels back mm-hmm. in time in his mind to try to stop a kidnapping, and then this happens. I'm like, that's a cool idea. But then when it's executed, it's it either starts out well, or I I can't get past the the shrill female voice acting. I can't get past the mm-hmm. the style, which I mentioned. I definitely can't get past the over sexualization of children in literally every single anime I've ever seen when it doesn't need to be there. See yeah, at
1: all. I don't I don't look at that as sexualization of the children. Uh
2: the 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 bathtub scene, yes. The scene where the the pizza manager he was like, oh hi, oh you're looking good. Oh ha 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 and he's yeah, flirting terribly that, that's, and that they bothers made it a too. point to make her seventeen. She didn't have yeah. to be seventeen. It wasn't I thought that part of that, the story.
1: I thought they cut that out of the dub, but I guess they didn't um I, No
2: but but and I would have been fine with it if it was, if it was the main character and Kyle, He's in a kid's body, and she's just like a kid trying to like hold his hand. He's like, "Oh, that's weird, haha," because that's that's funny. That's like a, a classic body swap trope. Yeah, but yeah. there were other times where he it, was it got interested more. in her. It did get more. But if they did it like once or twice, like, "Oh no, oh my god, I'm not a kid. I'm Tom Hanks and big." Like, yeah, you I, know,
1: <laughs> I think it was meant as a tool just to say like, "Oh, he's kind of like turning into a kid again," which I don't know, be. Jim.
2: I don't know. They could say that, but I just think that it's people who like anime might be into this kind of stuff. And uh, I don't,
1: th- I don't think it's you that at all. You no, I'm
2: overgeneralizing, it. of course, but it is, it is it's a, a very common, it's, it's a common theme throughout every anime I've seen and mm-hmm. I don't like it. And it's just everything that this show was, even the good parts, like, dude, there's some, I, I read like maybe one manga. I don't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but it was about guys who like drew manga or comics uh, years ago it was like a web series and I'm like oh okay this is like a good idea but I just cannot get past the style there's no uniqueness to anything you could watch you could watch like Toy Story and then Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and they're mm-hmm. completely different animation styles yeah and with with anime you don't have that
0: they I take pride in that. it and Th- it's that's something that's a problem you have with
2: anime yeah in it's, it's a personal problem and I can't yeah. get past it and I can't get past
0: well, Just I don't want to get I don't want to get too granular on the entire genre because I don't think we're giving it a fair shake. None of us are experts or even big fans of the No, genre. but
2: this is why it took me it's all the good parts and the cool parts that are like timey-wimey. It took me the bad far outweighed anything I could enjoy. Even like even that scene I talked about with the Christmas tree, that was beautifully shot mm-hmm. and it was executed well. Yeah. But it was a minute. Mm-hmm. It was like a minute long.
1: Animation is very hard to do and expensive.
0: Oh, I, I absolutely yeah. know that, but I've seen animation done. Well, Yeah,
1: no, I agree.
0: Well, listen, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now screaming into their headphones because they love anime and we don't know what we're talking about.
1: I don't either. So yeah, I agree.
0: So I encourage anyone who feels strongly about it to write us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com Please Sen- do. Send us a tweet. Tell us where we went wrong. Uh, I, I'm not so hardline against it like Jeff. I would try other things in the future. Mm-hmm. This one just wasn't for me. And honestly, sure, I had problems with those things. Um, the sexualization stuff was a very problematic. But if you put that aside, if that wasn't in the series, mm-hmm. my biggest problem was just pacing, which could happen with any, any television series. Mm. Um, so, yeah, if you think we got it wrong, if you think there's other stuff that we should be exposed to, send us an email. Otherwise... Final words on this? I'm not as open as Dan, and I do not want to watch anime on this show ever
2: again. Jimmy, final thoughts?
1: I'm disappointed.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm so sad.
2: We might have to, if you get a third no from both of us, we're going to have to take away your, <laughs> your <Ouch. laughs> topic rights. <Wow. laughs> well Ouch.
0: Listen. I, I enjoyed Game Grounds far more than this. Oh, okay. I got one coming up for the next episode. Oh, boy. That I'm afraid of getting nose as well. But sometimes when you're passionate about something, you have to give it your all. So on the next episode of Talk Me Into, I will be talking Jeff and Jimmy into the 17-time NBA world champion Boston Celtics.
1: This is your punishment? This no, is
0: what you're no, doing to No, why me? am I being
2: punished twice?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the Boston Celtics. You're going to love them too. It's a lot of fun.
2: I'm going into it with an open mind. That's what this whole podcast is for. It's to experience new things. Yeah. That, or
0: re-experience things, because I used to be into basketball years ago. As a child. So, I mean, this one's going to work a little bit differently. I have a documentary on the history of the Celtics called The Celtics Dynasty. It's available on DVD. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Um, I just picked this one because I'm familiar with it, and I know what it covers. But I encourage the listeners to go on YouTube There's a whole bunch of different documentaries out there about the history of the Boston Celtics. I encourage you to find one or read something. Just sort of learn about the dynasty of the Celtics. Then there's a playlist on YouTube that covers the most recent championship in 2007 through 2008 called the Banner Year Playlist. I'm going to have a link to that on the show notes of this episode and the next Celtics one. And we're going to watch a game. So, listeners do what you can read some stuff watch some stuff watch a game though that's the real test so oh. we're gonna watch a game we're gonna get together oh boy and we're gonna watch the celtics versus the washington wizards uh, Could i bring the beer nuts yeah okay jimmy you bring the beer okay we're Dan, not- you bring the nuts <laughs> we don't drink beer but you could just have it around <laughs> i'll just get crunked just for ambiance so that's what we're gonna do in the next episode in the meantime jimmy where can they find the show online
1: I'm not doing it. I'm disappointed. Jeff, where can people find the show? He probably doesn't know.
0: Yeah, I do. Watch. No notes.
2: TalkMeInto.com. You can find us on Twitter at TalkMeInto or on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of your local podcast sources. And you forgot the email address. TalkMeInto at gmail.com. Shoot us an email.
0: If you're so inclined. Nope. How about are you at least gonna say let's let's do where we can find Jimmy online? Jeff, you do one. I'll we'll take. Okay, gold. it's
2: son of a fitch on Twitter. That's s o n n o v a
0: f. S o n n a v a f i t c h on Twitter and Instagram, and son of
2: a pics on Instagram.
1: Oh, thanks for plugging my my photography thing.
0: And Jimmy, we're here for you, buddy. We're gonna get <laughs> through this. I don't know. We're gonna like things in the future. I sh- I swear it. Okay. Yatta! Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Danny underscore Breakdown. And you can read my film reviews, which there's a lot of, on Letterboxd under the name Danny Breakdown. Jeff? You can
2: find me on Twitter, J E F 2 7 That's Jeff with five Fs, the number 27, because we're at Alice Bay. And on Instagram, at Large hard on Collider. It's like science, but weirder.
1: Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, but we'll be talking you in the next...
0: Not anime. Nothing you pick.
1: Watch erased. It's very good. Thank you for listening to talk. Oh, shit, I, I still need a um. I still need a random fact. Sorry.
2: Uh, uh, Thank you for listening to talk me into. Talk me into. This Netflix. is Big Daddy Poopy Butt. I have
1: three documents open right now. It's too much.
2: Wow, I have two. <clears throat> uh, uh. Ah.
1: (laughs) all right this is a good one nice all right thank you for listening to talk me into the oh shit i'm not looking at the i'm not looking at the
2: script look at the script looking at the script script it and he read it and then he flipped it over he's like oh you have to it says it's not like active unless you pay but like he was really cool about it and he's like i have to give you a ticket he's like i'm not going to tow you which is one of two things that we have to do but i'm going to give you a ticket And I'm going to, like, give you a far-off date, like,
0: March 30th. He's like, as long as you take care of it before March
2: 30th, then you probably won't have to pay this
0: ticket. You'll be fine. And you didn't immediately go home and vomit and not be able to sleep for two days because the police are coming (laughs) to get you? Lindsay was behind
2: me, and she, like, stopped. And I texted her. I was like, just go home. I'll be your home. I was home in, like, three minutes. It was right over by Ikea.
0: You didn't? automatically assume that not only were you going to be arrested for that, but that something would go wrong in the arrest the worst, process no, the and you'd worst. be put in prison. Cause that's where I would go with it. No, the worst I thought was going to happen was you're was going to tell me. Cause I know if it's unregistered, it's going to tell,
2: but I, <coughs> yeah. I legitimately thought it was like a $90 re-registration fee. I thought it was paid and I had everything. He didn't even ask for insurance. So it so, wasn't like a big deal. So
0: you don't need Lex, bro. I don't think. No, no.
2: I just need, <laughs> I just need a valid registration so <laughs> that
0: is what I need. All right. You want to, Jimmy, you bring us back. Like I'm really uncomfortable with the discussion you had about the email thing. It was 20 years ago. I know. I just it was it literally happened in like 1999, (laughs) maybe 2000. It's you know I am Jeff. It's not rational. I I feel like I'm gonna vomit right now. (laughs) I'm fine.
1: All right, let me find my stuff unerased.
0: What exactly did they say you broke? What law? I, it was either harassing or like oh. something i don't even
2: think it was real i think that it was just like she wanted to teaching find the kids a lesson yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i think it was my dad was just like oh okay but my mom was pissed <laughs> because of the subject matter we, we went more into it we had details about how his great-grandmother's ghost was getting f-ed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's dark
2: Yeah. So I think she just like was like she pictured her granny getting railed by a big rod and was like, Oh,
0: gotta go to the cops.